In this week's episode, I look at one of my favourite alternative therapies, and it's called aromatherapy. I trained as an aromatherapist in the 1980s, and I went on further to do some training called clinical practice, where we looked at the way the central nervous system affected muscles, affected our mental health and our overall well-being. I have a passion for muscles. I'm not sure why. I also have a passion for chemistry and science. And so aromatherapy really appeals to me because you have the chemistry of essential oils extracted from plants and then also the science of the human body. And also a really interesting part is the science of smell and the sense of smell because it's actually the sense of smell that also is part of how we absorb the minute particles of essential oils into our bloodstream. In aromatherapy, if you've ever seen aromatherapy, there is also a massage routine that goes with it. And it's a quite a precise massage routine where the therapist is massaging parts of the sympathetic nervous system. So she'll be massaging around the back of the neck, what's called the occipital ridge, and also down either side of the spinal column where there are ganglions, nerve centers of, or junction boxes really, of nerves across each side of the spine connecting through to major parts of the body. Also, the therapist will work on the base of the spine, another area that has central nerves moving across and out to the lower part of the body, affecting circulation and movement. This is what excites me the most, the combination of essential oils, massage, relaxation, all together, and the sense of smell brings a sense of of relaxation um, and changes to well-being. Also, us moving and living every day requires mental energy. So there's a, a connection with relaxation or stimulation to our mental health using the power of smell. The sense of smell is connected to a system in the body called the olfactory cilli. Olfactory system is relating to the nose and sense of smell. The olfactory system comprises of... So the sense of smell, in fact, is only one of the five senses that connects directly to the brain. When we perceive um, an odour, molecules are fitting onto the brain cells in this olfactory system through cilli, little uh, hairs that are, are moving inside the nose. The olfactory cilli come from the olfactory bulb, which follows the olfactory track and leads to the limbic part of the brain. So as it's affecting the limbic part of the brain, the brain that's the most primitive part of our brain and controls our most sort of basic and strong emotions, creating responses and also creating um, instinctive memories. I would say that an aromatherapy massage is not everyone's cup of tea. I mean, you've got to take all your clothes off pretty much. Um, you can leave your underwear on, um, but it's much easier and in my opinion, just nicer to, to receive a full full massage without 
getting all the oil over over your underwear the therapist will have modesty towels um and i received a lot of training in something called modesty towel training when i was at champneys uh training to be a beauty therapist so it's all you know it's really um done carefully and um you never feel exposed however i do appreciate it might not be everyone's cup of tea taking off their clothes moving on i'm gonna have a little look at some of the types of aromatherapy oils now the extraction of essential oils comes from bark, root, petals, blossom, um, leaves, um, many different parts of a botanical plant are used and the methods of extracting the minute essential oils the particles that those methods of extraction um, is is a detailed chemical process some are more detailed than others um, and therefore the costs of some of the essential oils can rise sort of up into the hundreds of pounds rose essential oil um, is an expensive oil um, and then sort of like on the other end of the scale your tea tree oil you can pick up um, and that's um, just sort of a few pounds when you purchase an essential oil always make sure that it is an essential oil um, and it is the best quality that you can afford. So what happens when you think, oh, I'm really needing a, an aromatherapy oil, I'm just feeling under the weather, um, perhaps this time of year, emotionally, you're, you're on a low ebb. Here's some of the, the um, types of oils that can help. I'll read out some of the categories, so you may hear me just moving my paper around a bit. But the essential oils for emotional balance and uplifting include bergamot, geranium, lavender, mandarin and sandalwood. What I love about aromatherapy is that the oils can then be sort of subdivided a bit further. So oils that help on an emotional calming and a sedative uh, level would include chamomile, cedarwood, clary sage and cypress, frankincense and lavender, neroli and langylang. And then you can have sort of more emotional balances, as I mentioned earlier, that give you more uplifting um, feeling and, and effect. Be cautious, be careful. It's not a good idea to, to experiment um, blending essential oils if you haven't had any training. Um, you do need to take precautions things such as pregnancy and diabetes. So there are some contraindications. So it's always best to consult a trained therapist or a really good book on the subject. Some of the aromatherapy oils really induce a state of deep, deep relaxation to the point of making you feel sleepy. And they wouldn't be recommended for you to have that type of massage with those types of oils and then perhaps drive home on a dark night so you do need to be careful. Those deep relaxing oils include oils such as chamomile, um, clary sage, lavender definitely, neroli um, and one of the strongest deepest relaxing oils is an oil called vetiver. When I'm mentioning oils I'm actually not being correct. They are called essential essence or essences so just have a look for you're not buying an oil with a 1% a 
amount of lavender in it. You're looking for a pure essence, a company that supplies pure essences. One of my favourite companies is Purple Flame, um, and they used to be based in Coventry. Essential essences that are really great for the respiratory problems, respiratory system in itself, include cedarwood, cypress, eucalyptus, frankincense, lavender again. You'll find lavender's an amazing essential oil. It can pretty much do anything. Lemon is really good for sinuses. Sandalwood for throat infections and coughs. And of course, tea tree, antibacterial and an antiviral essential essence. It's outstanding. And some years ago, Australian hospitals were continuing to use tea tree to wipe down surfaces. In fact, I use tea tree and lemon to wipe wipe down surfaces around the home. The essential oils are also used for other types of problems, for gynecological problems, muscular aches and pain, muscular aches and pains uh, as an energy boost or for digestive problems. Digestive problems is a really cool area because it affects so many people. Chamomile is very soothing and it's an anti-inflammatory. The essential essence of fennel is really good for wind, bloating and indigestion. Mandarin, one of my favourites, helps to stimulate and create appetite. So not so good, not so good if you're trying to, to suppress your appetite. Ginger, really good for sickness feelings, nausea or a loss of appetite and indigestion. And peppermint, good old peppermint, really cooling. Um, it's really good. You can make a very mild solution of peppermint essential oil, mix it in with a base oil, uh, which I'll go on to talk about in a minute, and you can just rub a little bit of peppermint over your tummy. So that's really good for indigestion and just, just general, um, say, gripes and gripes and tightness in the digestive area. Weight loss, I hear you say. Maybe weight loss. What can I do about my cellulite? Well, yeah, definitely. You can have essential essences blended, such as juniper, lemon, um, mandarin, and rosemary. Um, rosemary is brilliant, really good for detoxifying and boosting circulation. Um, lemon's amazing as well, because that's good for the sluggish circulation and those sort of cellulite areas that uh, sometimes hang around on the backs of back of our body. How about a little bit of history on aromatherapy for a moment? The oldest surviving medical text shows information relating to 365 different plants. Recordings it's found in history of essential oils and the use of essential oils goes back as far as 4,500 BC. China, India, and of course the Egyptians. The Egyptians used the oils in the preservation of mummies, which were embalmed with aromatic resins and essences. Pots have been found with traces of essences in them as well as evidence on wall paintings. The Egyptians were also the first to prepare cosmetics and products for the care of their face, body 
and even to dye their hair or enhance the tone of their hair. The ancient Greeks also have also record their cut. In ancient Greece also there are recordings of essential oils. There was place there were places there were places called healing caves dedicated to the son of Apollo, which have pictures on the wall of the priestesses healing with their oil potions. The Greeks passed their knowledge on to the Romans, or oh, the Romans copied it, however you want to look at it. Um, and uh, more, more lavish uses for the oils now, um, used in the bath, used for body massage, to scent the hair, used on clothing, bed linen, um, and uh, even sort of on the wall of a, of a house to create um, a smell or um, potpourri, like dry, dried dried uh, plants, uh, had a sprinkling of essential oils to uh, make this, the house smell nice. Jesus had his feet anointed, massaged with aromatic oils by Mary Magdalene at the Last Supper. And when he was taken down from the cross, it is written that he was laid on a stone in the garden of Gethsemane, which was a, a jasmine garden, I believe. Between the 10th and 12th century, the Crusaders brought knowledge of the essences back from the Holy Land to Europe. By the 13th century, Europeans were distilling plants and perfumeries really started with glove makers um, scenting scenting their gloves. References can also be found to essential oils during the Great Plague, when people would wear sachets soaked in essences around their necks. Not surprising as the essence would have been um, used for antiseptic properties available at, at that time. Probably, I mean, most essential oils have an antiseptic property. Ne nearly all of them do, actually. It's really, in really interesting. I keep saying really interesting. I find this subject so interesting. I love aromatherapy. So the knowledge grew through the Middle Ages and was studied by um, many different physicians, the greatest and last being Nicholas Culpepper and John Gerard. By the 18th century, essential oils were being used really a lot, comprehensively in medicine, and by the 19th century, the perfume industry was growing rapidly. At the turn of the century, the therapeutic use of essential oils declined, mainly due to the, like, the development and popularity of synthetic alternatives. Emphasis in the use of essential oils now concentrated on the perfumery industry and became concentrated around Grasse in in South France. I hope I said that right. Oils really became dismissed um, for their therapeutic properties and healing properties up until the last 100 years. So um, the French chemist Gattefosse, I'm not, I think that's how it's said, was one of the founders of aromatherapy. Uh, he published a book called Aromatherapy with IE on the end, in 1928. 
he discovered that essential oils were highly antiseptic. Just as usual, by an experiment in the lab, he burned his hand very badly and was given some standard treatment for burns. However, his symptoms were not improving and he had a, uh, actual beginning of signs of uh, gangrene appear on his burn. He abandoned the orthodox methods and applied compresses, compresses of lavender essential oil, which very quickly healed the wound. His research continued into the therape therapeutic use of essential oils for years to come. Dr. Jean Vanet was inspired by Gatte Fosse's work and he began to use essential oils in his treatment of soldiers during, during battles of the time. The modern day work of aromatherapists is due mainly to a woman called Marguerite Maury, an Austrian biochemist. She researched ways of applying the essential oils externally and she also worked on different massage routines for the face and body and made studies uh, to the way in which essential oils worked physically, mentally and cosmetically. I remember going to Switzerland, um, saw a, a standings of herb garden um, in Switzerland and learnt a lot about herbalism because the two go together really, really nicely. And they're, they're quite often used in con conjunction uh, across the continent to as an alternative to orthodox medicines. Examples of uh, medicines that you probably have heard of um, from plant extracts include, of course, um, the antibiotic penicillin um, discovered by Sir, Sir Alexander Fleming and that was grown from uh, cultures of mould. Morphine, used for pain control, was derived from the um, milky juices of an unripe fruit, capsules of opium, poppy. Uh, and that's thought to be the oldest medicine of all. Um, as I've said, goat can go through our skin, so that's why localised compresses that uh, are placed on our skin the essential oils can penetrate pen, penetrate through into the bloodstream. I think as a client, if you've never had an aromatherapy, you'd be now thinking, crikey, this is a bit worrying that all these things are entering my bloodstream. Um, and in fact, um, the reaction is, is never a, a sudden reaction to the body. The aromatherapy oils have a balancing action. Um, so... You're never taken from sort of like one extreme of sedation to then being highly sort of hyperactive. It's a balancing and a gradual action. Um, so it, it's not extreme by any measures. Moving on from um, what it's like to receive as well, it's really important to say that an aromatherapist runs a full consultation medical history to, um, to hear about any concerns that you may have in any systems of your body and then she'll use essential oils to to balance those those systems out and as I said before she'll take a full medical history to check the, um, that you don't have any contraindications so that you, you wouldn't have a strong reaction to any of the oils so finally here are some of the ways um, if you don't want to have a massage 
there's other ways of enjoying aromatherapy. So, so one of them is to actually have a, a burner with a tea light um, and a little piece of hot water in the top and add a few drops of essential oil so you can burn and have that uh, infusing around your home. And that's really great for perhaps certain things of insomnia, breathing difficulties. Uh, if there's a bit of a flu virus going around in the house, then you can burn essential oils to help with that. Burners um, come in different shapes and sizes. Be be careful if you are dealing with a, um, a tea light. So be really careful. Make sure the tea light is blown out and you put a lid over the tea light in the evening before you go to bed. There's also some really good electric... Um, diffusers and burners on the market so um, again if you go online you can find an, an electric alternative to, to having a candle burner